0: back to the Renaissance Times episode 49 we're still talking about the Medici, the rise of the Medici, although where we left off last time, Cosimo de Medici has been been thrown into a tiny little jail at the top of the tower of the Palazzo della Signoria in Florence, it's September 1433 they're trying to poison him, Rinaldo degli Albizzi, his Major rival in the rich white guy club <laughs> is trying to have him killed. Right. He's trying to get the signoria that he's bought and paid for to pass a death sentence. What has Cosimo done? <laughs> Nothing really. He's just rich, and Albizzi doesn't right. like that. Um, and where we ended off last time is he has rung the bell of the tower to form a parlamento of mm-hmm. citizens to get them to vote on the creation of a balia where they would have the power to uh, change the laws of the city. Um, And uh, they did that. They managed to get the citizens to form a balia. A balia was a committee of 200 Mm -hmm. men who would have the power to make changes uh, to the constitution or make other critical decisions that were outside of the, the things that the uh, Signoria could do. They had relatively limited powers. And uh, all of the people uh, who were allowed into the piazza, all 23 mm-hmm. of them, that uh, were the, the, the Albizzi supporters that they could find, uh, yes, Charlotte, see, see. So they formed a yeah. balia. And Albizzi immediately started making a list of the people he wanted to be on the Balea, yeah. which was, of course, going to be his supporters.
1: Yeah. Um, do you have that part? I hope you read this part. The, the part, because I just kind of paraphrased it, and I don't think it does it justice. So while this is going on, because Albizzi is determined to get this guy executed, you know, preferably legal, legally, but if I can't, there's other ways, like the poisoning. But during this time, Mach- Machiavelli writes of what life is like for Cosimo, in this jail, you know, because he's been there for days, he's barely eating, he's getting weak, but he does have a, I don't know if this is if this is his guardian angel, or whatever, but there's a particular jailer, Federico, who's uh, with him now, and he starts to talk to the starving, nervous, and probably petrified Cosimo.
0: So Machiavelli tells a story like this. There is an apartment in the tower of the palace, which occupies the whole of one floor. And it's called the Alberghettino, in which Cosimo was confined under the charge of Federico Malavolti. In this place, hearing the assembly of the councils, the noise of arms which proceeded from the piazza, and the frequent ringing of the bell to assemble the balia, He was greatly apprehensive for his safety, but still, more or less, his private enemy should cause him to be put to death in some unusual manner. He scarcely took any food, so that in four days he ate only a small quantity of bread. Federigo, observing his anxiety, said to him, Cosmo, you are afraid of being poisoned." and are evidently hastening your end with hunger. You wrong me if you think I would be party to such an atrocious act. I do not imagine your life to be in much danger, since you have so many friends, both within the palace and without. But if you should eventually lose it, be assured they will use some other medium than myself for that purpose, for I will never imbue my hands in the blood of any, still less with yours, who never injured me. Therefore, cheer up, take us some food, and preserve your life and your friends and your country, that you may do so with greater assurance, I will partake of your meals with you. Machiavelli writes, These words were of great relief to Cosimo, who, with tears in his eyes, embraced and kissed Oh. Frederigo went for a bit of a reach <laughs> around and Federigo said, okay, I draw the line at that. Earnestly yeah. thanking him for so kind and affectionate conduct and promising if ever the opportunity were given him, he would not be ungrateful.
1: And then came the hot jail now, sex scene.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> now, that's one version of the story. Right. My version of the story is Cosimo said, listen, I'm a very rich man, yeah. Uh If you can uh, bring me some food and assure me that it's not poisoned by eating some of it yourself, mm. then when I get out of here,
1: yeah.
0: even without me getting out of here, I'll make sure I'll make it rain. you get looked yeah. after.
1: Yeah,
0: that's probably yeah. more like it. So probably yeah. more like it. So Cosimo actually managed somehow to get meals sent to him from the Palazzo Bardi. Okay. He's like, I'm not eating this shit, <laughs> this slop. <laughs> so he, like Paul Manafort, right. he had a nice meal yeah. put on for him, a buffet. Yeah, and yeah, buffet. <laughs> now he also had a guest, a local crazy guy right. called Il Farnegocio. Right. Which is Italian either for crazy guy or, according to listener Lisa Tucci Mm -hmm. in Rome, nut job. That's how she (laughs) defined it for me on uh, our chat the other day. Nut job. (laughs) Either way. Now, according to Machiavelli, Cosimo knew this nut job pretty well. And I have to ask, Why? Because he's a man of the people? Why would he know this crazy guy? He also says that uh, Farnagoccio, which, by the way, is my new nickname for people now, <laughs> when people say, oh, you're such a Farnagoccio. <laughs> uh, he was a good friend of Guardini, the gonfalonieri, Ooh. too. Again, have to ask right. Why? Why? How how is how is a
1: crazy guy Why if,
0: are these people friends with the crazy yeah, how guy? How is a
1: crazy guy about town know the top dog and this rich guy? I mean that just that's not really how the point of being rich is to not have to hang out with commoners or bums or crazy nut jobs on the street. That's one of the perks of having money.
0: Or podcasters. Or pod- <laughs> um, yeah, I, I assume this guy was just like a bit of a character yeah. in town. Everyone knew, knew him, everyone liked him, bought him a meal, bought him a drink. Right. Anyway, somehow, uh, Farnagoccio gets into the prison cell. Sure. Uh, and, and and I guess Cosimo bribes his jailer Federico to uh, look the other way. Am's great While... Cozzy slips slips Mr. Nutjob a note. <laughs> now, I assume he's using Mr. Nutjob because no one's going to be suspicious right. of Mr. Nutjob right. going about the city, uh, doing things. He doesn't look like the kind of guy that might be carrying a secret note from Cosimo <laughs> de' Medici. Anyway, he gives him this note, tells Mr. Nutjob to go immediately to the director of the Santa Maria Nuova Hospital.
1: Ah, okay. And the the director there again. Why wouldn't you? Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Um, why wouldn't you send him to the head of the bank? Why to the head of the hospital? Who
1: knows? To to be to be surreptitious. I'm thinking. Exactly. I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah. Looks a bit obvious if you're going into the bank. The right. bank's probably the bank's probably got a guard around it. It's probably under attack. Yeah. So his backup plan. See, the point here is Cosimo has backup plans. He's got he's like Caesar, right. man. Remember with Caesar had plan A, plan B, plan C. <laughs> the Medici have got plans on top of plans right. on top of plans. Right. Is is how I read this. Yeah. So Yeah, so he has this crazy guy, gives him a note, tells him to go to the director of Santa Maria Nuova Hospital. Once he presents the note, the director will immediately give him 1,100 Venetian (sighs) ducats.
1: More money than Mr. Mr. Nutjob (laughs) is instructed to... (laughs) I was just going to say more money than Mr. Nutjob has ever seen or will ever see probably in his life.
0: We don't know the background to Ilfar Nagacho. He he could have been a rich Nacho. Why why are you assuming that he's a poor Nacho?
1: All these rich guys know him. Well, let me put it this way. Rich people are normally psychopaths. What they are normally not is mentally deranged. I don't know if Mr. Nutjob is mentally deranged, but this whole... I mean, I, I can't see a rich guy being used. I think in order to keep this... On the down low, it has to be someone who's not rich, maybe he's a character in town, maybe he's not taken seriously by the rich, whatever, I don't know, but it just would strike me as a bad part of the plan to have a rich man carrying out this message for you. But I could be completely wrong. I, I, I have no idea. Well, maybe,
0: maybe he was rich once upon a time and just had a nervous breakdown and, and right. just became a crazy guy on the street or just got sick of, of being a rich guy and said, you know, i want to try being a poor crazy right. guy for a while. Just for the hell of it. <laughs> Something different. Just got to do it once on my bucket list. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just want to sleep in my own feces and um, have sex with goats. Just why not? I'm going to die one day. I don't want to die not knowing what That's that was true. like. Might be fun. Yeah. Might be. Uh, anyway, he's instructed to keep 100 ducats for himself and then pass the other 1,000 ducats
1: on to. The Golan. Fi- how do you say? How do you say that. The leader of the city. Golf
0: Gonfaloniere. Yeah. yeah.
1: Guardini. Yes. So his debt, not only his debt's paid by Albizzi, he's now the man in charge. And now he's sitting there with a shit ton of Venetian ducats. Cosmo
0: is gonna try and bribe his way out of trouble yet again.
1: That's what Florence Florentines do best.
0: That's just what rich people do. They bribe people. They what's what, yeah. the point of having money? They say so you can pay people to do what you want, get you out of trouble. So, meanwhile, the meeting of the Balier is going on. It's a bit of a clusterfuck, even <laughs> though Ronaldo <laughs> has handpicked The 200 members, they can't agree on anything. This guy, he can't get the signoria to do what he wants, even though he handpicked them. He can't get the balia to do what he wants, even though he handpicked them. It doesn't say a lot for Albizzi's ability to uh, influence people.
1: I I agree with that. But again, he's asking for outright murder for a guy who as far as everybody knows, didn't really do anything wrong. He's a political rival. I mean, again, up until this point, even though Florence is not perfect, you just don't go around killing political rivals. And so, again, I think a lot of people are just like, hey, you're just you're taking this to a whole new level, and everybody's getting nervous. So you're right. So of, of these 200 men, factions start forming. Some of them want death. Some of them won't commit to anything at all. And, again, they're the ones who are probably afraid about if we do this, there's no going back. You can't unkill someone, and the precedent has now been set. And they probably fear that, and they're they're probably right to, to to do so.
0: And if we kill him, and then his brother comes in with an army, oh, uh, then we're all going to yeah. get killed. You know, there's yeah. the repercussions of this. No one knows how this is going to play out. Exactly. Eventually, they settle on a solution that he should be banished from Florence. For ten years, not five,
1: right. ten. Damn! But mm-hmm.
0: Albici is still not happy and decides to take matters into his own hands. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. Cosimo's friend Niccolo de Tolentino, the faceless man of bravos, <laughs> marches his army from Pisa to just outside of Florence, where he sits and waits like. The Red Army outside of Poland, uh, towards the end of World <laughs> War Two, just waiting to right. see what happens. Just now, uh, he's worried if he gets any closer, Cosimo, he might precipitate Cosimo's murder. Right. Uh, the, the 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 signoria Albizi might panic and kill him. So they're camped outside, hoping that there will be an uprising in the city. Yeah. That the people will rescue. Cosimo and then Tolentino and his mercenary army can come in to support them, but he doesn't want to be responsible for the death of Cosimo because that's bad for business.
1: Right. But it but it's not You probably any- had a deal, you get fifty
0: percent up front, you get fifty percent <laughs> of your payment up front if you come, you get the other fifty percent when I'm al- if if I'm alive if at the die. end of it.
1: Exactly, exactly. So this is another wrinkle for Ronaldo. And and they're still coming. So when news of Cosimo's arrest starts to spread throughout northern Italy, um, people respond to this. So even because the Medici, on purpose and sometimes not on purpose, have, have earned this reputation of taking care of the peasants, of looking after the parents, peasants and their concern, a lot of peasants rise up. They take what pathetic arms they have, which might even just be a pitchfork, and they go to protect Lorenzo and his family at the fortified Trebio. So again, news of this is getting out. So because Ronaldo can't act fast enough, he can't get the Signoria or the Balia to act fast enough, it's starting to get out of control. You know, this information is starting to get out and people are starting to react to it. So it is falling apart fast. And like you said a minute ago, he still has his plans on how to take care of causes even if it's not through due process.
0: Now, as you say, the people went to where Lorenzo was and said, let's go and march on the city. But Lorenzo was advised by friends not to march on the city for the same reason as Tolentino was sitting outside. They might precipitate the murder. And so he doesn't go. Lorenzo stays. Yeah. In his fortress. Now, when smart. Cosimo heard about this, he was apparently furious. Right. Cosimo didn't think it was smart. In his own words, he, he said, Although this advice was given by relations and friends and in all sincerity, yet it was not good. For had they advanced at once, I should have been free. And he who was the cause of it all would have been undone. You
1: had one fucking job, Larry. Come and rescue me from prison. I think that's I think that's either an exaggeration or he's reading the situation wrong. I mean, I don't know, I wasn't there, but the point is one, he's in a cell. Two, if this professional soldier doesn't get too close because he doesn't want Cosmo to get dead, and that's a, and that's a, that's a legitimate fear. If if Lorenzo his brother comes, I think they they would be more likely to kill him. So again, I, I think he's overreacting. I think Cosimo's reading this wrong and I think I think personally Lorenzo was right to stay back because yes, he's in prison, but he's not dead yet. This to me it would seem like it would only make it worse.
0: Mm, well who knows? Yeah. Cosimo didn't Cosimo didn't think so. Maybe he just thought, look, if you strike quick, you strike hard yeah. before they have a chance to, you know, to be ready to rally their own armed supporters. It could have been all over. But meanwhile, Albizzi has sent some armed men to round up Medici supporters and put them to the rack. One of those was Cosimo's friend, Niccolò Tenucci, Mm Nucci, who was apparently a a fairly uh, well-known notary and a minor poet. Now, some sources say he was tortured. Right. Some say he willingly spoke up, but either way, he signed a confession that Cosimo had intended to start a revolution in Florence with the aid of foreign troops, with the plan of installing himself as the tyrant of Florence.
1: Right. Not much of a friend if he wasn't tortured, but... Again, we'll never know. Well, maybe
0: he was a friend, but just a patriot. Listen, I'm a friend, but I have to be honest. <laughs> right. Yes, he's going to overthrow the city. Mm. Or maybe he was tortured. Some yeah. of the sources say he was tortured on the rack for hours before he signed this. Okay. He also made the claim, according to Machiavelli, that the Medici had deliberately prolonged the war with Luca <sighs> for their own profit. He says yeah. that Tanucci said, Many times I heard Cosimo and Avarado say that the way to keep oneself powerful is to keep the city in a state of war and to serve the needs of the war economy with ready cash and then make loans to the commune that are secure and highly profitable. The people will have the impression of being helped, by the very persons who reap from some actions profit, honor, greatness, and power. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I wish we could know the truth. That would be another thing I would like to go back in time and to know for sure. Because it's a big deal. I mean, because Albizzi's finally got a signed confession from a supposed friend of Cosimo, and he is going to run with that uh, because this is like his first solid evidence.
0: Tanucci also, again, according to Machiavelli, claimed that the Medici bribed and pressured officials in the city to do their bidding and illegally interfered in elections.
1: Everybody now, interferes in elections. Alpici does all the time. They've been doing it for the last 20 years. Okay, I'm calm. I'm calm. Everybody
0: does. He, he said he, he colluded with the Russians <laughs> to uh, overthrow, right, the uh, Florentine <laughs> elections. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> look, on one hand, I, I I can believe that's true. I'm sure he did do that. Although, you know, from what we understand about Cosimo. He was fairly conservative and and trying to play a very careful long-term game, as he'd been taught by his father, Papa Joe, here. Right. Uh, But, yes, I'm sure that, like, some of these allegations are probably true, uh, whether or not uh, they were exaggerated by Tanucci, and whether or not he confessed them under torture, we don't really know. But it was enough for Albizzi to go, See? (laughs) <laughs> See, I told you, look, Fucking we've got a confession it. now. We right. have to, we, we have to pass the death
1: sentence. Yes. But this is not over with yet because of, because of Cosimo's years of service with his bank, his father's years of service, they have helped loaned money helped a lot of people, not just in Florence, but outside of it. So while this is going on, because it's taking so long for Albizzi to get what he wants, foreigners of note start sending their opinion of this entire, to them, mad situation of killing or banishing Cosimo. So again, the many favors that the Medici have done over the years, over the decades, are now starting to pay huge dividends because Albizzi is getting pressure from foreigners. Some important. Some not. But the point is, a lot of people are sending ambassadors going, this is insane.
0: One of the people that sent representatives was the uh, Pope. Yeah. The Pope sent uh, representatives, and Venice sent three <laughs> representatives. Right. Medici Bank had a lot of dealings in Venice. Of course, the Venetian Republic, major trading. Uh, Outpost in mm-hmm. Europe, they're, they're bringing in wool, spices, amber from around the globe for Venetian merchants. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Medici are financing a lot of their operations. So an attack on the Medici Bank is basically an attack <laughs> on the commercial operations of Venice. Right. Um, quick quick uh, Quick test, what event caused the creation of Venice? Do you remember?
1: Um, no flower. No, I I don't remember.
0: What were you gonna say? Fl- flowers. I was re- no. Flower I was thinking house? about
1: something about some um religious thing. But no, I I I don't remember flower power. No, I don't remember. Attila the Hun.
0: Attila the Hun's attacks uh-huh. on Italy. bunch of bunch of nobility ran away to the marshes. That um, they ended up building Venison. Oh, that's right. Okay, um, so there you go. We talked about that back in the Dark Ages episodes.
1: Right. Literally, the Dark Ages.
0: So, even the Pope Eugenius IV, who was a son of a Venetian merchant, sent a representative oh, saying, right. "Listen, don't fuck with Cosimo. He's our man." Yeah. Now, the representative that the Pope sent was actually Embrogio Traversari another humanist friend of both cosimo and Tannucci, the guy who signed the confession he had actually right. traversari this in uh, this is uh, had translated several of cosimo's rare manuscripts that he had been buying up around the world when he learned of tinucci's confession he called bullshit on it <laughs> as did the venetian ambassadors and the <laughs> papal ambassador they were like listen we know cosimo that doesn't sound like the cosimo We know this smells dodgy like a tray of mints that slipped out of a grocery bag and lay hidden in the boot of your car for a (laughs) week during summer, which happened to us. True story. Oh, my God. Um, So another meeting of the Signoria is called. But... By this stage, uh, Gonf- the gonfalonieri Guardini had already pocketed the <laughs> thousand ducat bribe from Cosimo, and he called in sick. Right. Listen, guys, you'd have to go on without me. I'm, I'm so sick. Yeah. Uh, 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 I, I, I think it's all this new, newfound wealth right. that I've got. Um, it's he, making me sick.
1: He had gold-itis.
0: And he wasn't the only one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Gold-itis. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't the other one. By this stage, enough days had passed where Cosimo had been able to bribe enough of the signoria that he had been able to change the uh, balance of power. But later on, he made fun of them. For allowing themselves to be bribed, Ray, what did he say about them <laughs>
1: He said and, and, I, and this wasn 't very Christian, but he said they had small intelligence for they might have had ten, they might have had ten thousand or more for allowing me to escape from perils. So like you know if I had to give you a couple hundred or whatever bitch, I would have paid you ten thousand florins or ducats or whatever to get the hell out of here, but they 're so small minded that was that was as far as they could see. So I think the crazy guy probably got more than some of the members of the Signoria.
0: Who mm, knows? He said they should have asked for more. Regan yeah. reminds me of Caesar when he was kidnapped by what? pirates. <laughs> saying, what? Oh, I'm worth a yeah, lot more than that. that. You're
1: embarrassing me.
0: Yeah, who do you think I am? Some <laughs> schlop. I'm Julius Caesar. You can get a lot more money for me. So Albizzi kind of felt the plan slipping away from him, but he wasn't going to give up easily. And he knows, you have to imagine, that if Cosmo gets off the hook, it's soon going to be Albizzi himself who's under attack. Yes. So he calls yet another meeting of the Signoria, and he knows that he has to out-bribe The Medici. Good God. And it's easier to bribe people when you're not in jail. (laughs) Is it? So he he re-bribes the members of the Signoria that Cosimo had already bribed, but still can't get them to pass a death sentence on Cosimo.
1: What is my money worth? And this is September the 28th, but the point is, Is my money just not good enough? I mean, what is it going to take? But again, that's a step just too far that they're willing to go. So he has to settle for the next best thing.
0: So finally, he does agree on banishment of 10 years. Cosimo's going to get banished to Padua Mm -hmm. for 10 years. Avarado to 10 years in Naples. Lorenzo for only five years. Right. But in uh, Venice.
1: Ooh. Okay. Not bad.
0: Now, just looking at looking at my handy little map of Italy here, Ray, that I prepared in yeah. advance. Um, Padua is uh, – where is Padua? Where the fuck is Padua? I thought I put that on this map.
1: Yeah, I'm looking mm. at my map, and I don't see it either. What the fuck? You don't have a fucking map. I have Shut one up. right there. The fuck. Of course, this says Italy, fourteen ninety four. So I'm a little ahead of the storyline. Padua
0: is also up north. It's uh, just inland from Venice, okay. Halfway between Venice and Verona, okay. So it's about as far north as you can get without. uh, I mean, in modern Italy, you hit the mountains and then you end up in Austria. But it's, um, it's fairly far north, so uh, I guess as far away as he can send you sure. from Florence, basically, in a northern direction. So they're all going to get kicked out of Florence for a decade. Um, yeah. And on top of that, the Medici are banned from ever holding any public office in the city ever again.
1: Damn. And so if Albizzi needs to literally physically ruin the Medici, he can do it later, but for right now, it's as good as it can get, and it ain't that bad. He has humbled Cosimo and the Medici family.
0: And he made sure that after this went down, the seven loyal members of the Signoria got the rewards that he had promised them. So they all got their bribes and went on their merry, merry right. way. Now, I just want to point out that as far as we know, Cosimo had done nothing to deserve this, or neither the rest of the Medici family, Lorenzo or Avocado. Right. Um, these guys, I mean, they were accused of war profiteering, as was Albici, right. but the the recorded charges against them weren't regarding profiteering here. Albizzi was saying, well, look, they built a big house. That, look, what more do you, What more proof do you need right. that they, they're going to be he tyrants? Acts humble, so, son of a
1: bitch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's nice to people, dresses simply, <laughs> only has one slave carrying an umbrella when he walks around, right. as opposed to 10. Right, like I do. Obviously, obviously, he's corrupt. Right. He's trying to make himself king, like Julius Caesar. Right. Um so the charges, at least as they've come down to us uh, via Machiavelli and people like that, and he was right Machiavelli was writing you know decades later and he was very friendly to the Medici or trying to keep him trying to get in their good books anyway oh. um, he, I mean so maybe his version of events is biased, but to the best of our knowledge, these charges, against the Medici, are spurious. Right. But they are what they are. So on the 3rd of October, 1433, Cosimo was released from his tiny little cell and escorted by armed guards to face the Signoria, where his sentence was read out, and there are varying reports of how Cosimo took it. What, which which reports did you come up with?
1: Um, yeah, I read that uh, Machiavelli, and again, probably kissing Medici ass, wrote that he um, when he heard his sentence, he uh, gave a cheer- cheerful look. Um, but I really do think, and of course I don't know this guy, but, uh, I think he was broken. I think he was smart. He planned it out as best he could, but half the time he didn't really know what was going on. He was doing what he could with a little information he had, but he was hungry. He was starving. He was in a jail almost for an entire month. So I, I think this guy is a lot more, um, uh, not abject, but I don't know. But basically he, his spirit is almost broken. He really doesn't yet know what's going to happen to him. And I think he's just so appreciative that he's still alive, that he's not being haughty. He's not rubbing it in their face. And he knows that it was a very close thing. So I, I, I personally think that this guy is, is is like half of himself and it's going to take him a while to get over spending those 30 days in jail.
0: Yeah, no, I think he's absolutely on top of the world, yeah. man. I, I think, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Look, the jail stint was tough. He thought he might be thrown out of a window. He right. thought he might get poisoned. He thought he might get executed. Now he knows he's just going to be sent into exile. He's like, oh, you fucking I can idiots. Do <laughs> 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 no, well, he knows he's not going to have to do it because he's as rich as fuck. Right. He's one of. He's probably outside of the Pope. Right. He is one of, anyway, the richest, most powerful men in all of Italy, and they're leaving him to stay alive. He's, he goes, bitches, please. So, Bitch, please. So the Mola report has come back. I got back. This. The Mola
1: report has come back, and he's like, yeah, no, good. <laughs> all good. I'll be back.
0: Exonerated, yeah. bitches. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think... He's pretty confident at this mm. stage. My guess would be he he has spent the last thirty days in jail planning what he's going to do if he survives.
1: That's a good point. Um, I can see
0: that. You know, he knows. He probably knows that the options are death or banishment. Right. Can't do much about death. I mean, apart from what he's already done to ensure the survival of the Medici Bank and the Medici fortune to the best of his ability. Right. But I'm sure he's been planning. Um, after he started eating food again, he's been <laughs> sitting in his little cell, friendly jailer who he bribed, um, getting food sent over from the, his personal chef. <laughs> right. um, he's sitting down planning. He knows, okay, look, 50-50 chance I'm going to be dead or exiled. If I'm going to be exiled, here's what I'm going to do next. Because if we know anything about these guys, mm-hmm. they were strategists. Yeah. They... Knew how to plan. They knew how to think ahead. Um, as I was saying to somebody last night, just telling the story how Papa Joe, I was talking to a publisher in Virginia, as you know, and I started telling. He said, "What have you been doing tonight?" I said, oh, "I've been preparing for this uh, thing on the show on the Medici I'm doing tomorrow." And he goes, "Oh, the Medici, are fascinating!" So we had this big long chat, um, and I said to him, "Look, you know, the great thing about Giovanni Papa Joe, you've got to give him credit for, is he had the foresight." in the late 1300s to send his sons to a humanist school mm-hmm. when humanism was just getting off the ground right he was like you know what i think this is the future uh, i'm going to make sure my kids are well educated in humanism so they are you know they're on the front foot he was progressive as fuck papa john right um really got to give him credit he's like a modern parent saying to their kids, look, I'm not going to send you to primary school where you're going to do, learn to do maths on a whiteboard. I'm going to send you straight to fucking coding school and <laughs> cryptocurrency and uh, learn to speak Mandarin right. because the Chinese are going to run the world. <laughs> Cantonese, Cantonese coding, uh, you're going to learn Python from grade five, from age five. You're going to learn Python, you're going to learn cryptocurrency trading, Um, here's some virtual reality goggles, and you're going to learn to speak Cantonese. It's basically the equivalent of that, right?
1: And he was smart enough to lend Um, this pirate guy a whole bunch of money who may or may not one day be Pope. And fuck me if that didn't work out for him. So, hey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, according to, um, I think, Machiavelli, uh, Cosimo's reply to the Signoria when they read out his sentence was that he was willing to go into exile wherever they chose to send him and even to, quote, live among the Arabs or any other people alien to our custom. As disaster comes to me by your orders, I accept it as a boon and as a benefit to me and my belongings. Ooh. Have a care that those who stand outside in the piazza with arms in their hands, anxiously desiring my blood, should not have their way with me. My pain would be small, but you would earn perpetual infamy. God damn. So I'm prepared to go anywhere you send yeah. me, and I'll do it with a smile on my face and a skip in my step. <laughs> in brackets because I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and own all your asses <laughs> but make sure I don't get killed on the way out of door out of the way blood. out of town because that yeah. would not call look back
1: good. the wits because if something happens to me their blood will run in the streets because I've I put that in place God damn this guy I've got a yeah
0: I'm sure I've got a clip of that somewhere
1: my younger son was supposed to leave this country. Because it is a so lot of so business. All right, uh, I have to make arrangements to bring him back here safely, clear of all these false charges. But I'm a superstitious man, and if some unlucky accident should befall him if he should get shot in the head by a police officer, or if he should hang himself in his jail cell, or if he's struck by a bolt of lightning, then I'm going to blame some of the people in this room. And then I do not forgive. God, yeah. I got the shivers. He does
0: not forgive. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he knows. And he was, yeah.
0: if he's murdered on his way out of the city, and what basically I think what he's saying to them is, listen, Tolentino's army and Lorenzo's army are still ready yes. to go. Yes, yes. Uh... We will tell them to stand down if you send us into exile. But if something should happen to me on the way out of the city, there will be bloodshed. (laughs) There will be war. Um, So your choice. My
1: God. And, and, and so the Signoria putting Albizzi and the money he has paid them several times aside, they're like, you know what, you're right. So what we have to do is we have to wait until night. We have to clear out the crowd. And in the darkness, you will be sent, not with Albitzi's men, but palace guards. And you will be taken out of the city. So we will get you the fuck out of here alive. Because we don't want your army coming back and cutting our throats later, later tonight. And that's what happens.
0: And so it was. On the 5th of October, 1433, Cosimo de' Medici rode off into exile,
1: the end. And that was the last, oh. is it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I got goosebumps.
0: Or is it...